got skills. The kids got skills. Micah, thank you so much. That was beautiful. Um, good morning. Welcome to PCC, where we are worshiping Jesus Christ. We are living out God's love, and we're transforming community by the Holy Spirit. Today is October 29th. It's Reformation Sunday. And I found out we, we have some new members joining and we also have a congregational meeting directly after the service. During our new members class yesterday, um, Steve Atkins shared just a little bit of the history because he had done all that homework for our 60th anniversary that we kind of celebrated, but we had COVID, so it was a, a couple cupcakes out in the, up in the driveway. Um, but I found out some bad information. We've been burying our lead um, there's, a, there's a lead story here. There's somewhere between 60 and 150 or something. How many churches are in Costa Mesa? Between 60 and 100. 60 and 100 because there's a bunch of home churches that are just meeting off the grid. Guess how many have a choir? One, two. Us. Well, what's the other choir in Costa Mesa? St. Andrews is Newport Beach. St. Mark's is Newport Beach. Christ Costa Mesa? Lutheran. I love that guy, actually. <laughs> Paul's a good guy. Uh, they have a choir. Christ Lutheran. So, still, two out of, you know what I mean? We've been bearing that lead. I don't know. I, I, I feel like I've failed a little bit in, in not getting that truth out there. And... I've been listening to them practice this morning and be prepared to have your hair blown back a little bit. Uh, we got Lunch Bunch coming up on Wednesday. That's at 1130. That's at Black Bear Diner. There's been several names to this uh, and they've all been wrong. This is the right one. Black Bear Diner. Um, at 1130. It's right there. Everybody read that thing. And then there's Surviving the Holidays. And that's November 15th. That's this. Put this up. And actually, use this to invite somebody who might especially need to hear um, there's hope. Especially during the holiday season, there's a reason. Um, I don't know. There's a, a huge spike in depression uh, around the holidays. And it's when we miss people. Amen. And it's good to gather together and learn about it and speak openly about it. Um, pass this out. Hand this out. Let's uh, stand and greet one another, and then I'll call us to worship in a little bit. All right, all right. If you would, would you please face this direction and remain standing for our call to worship? And our call to worship this morning is responsive, meaning I'm the one and you are the many. I will read the leader portion, you will read the people portion. Once again, I'm the one, you're the many. Join me in this morning's call to worship. Blessed be God, Father, Son, 
and Holy Spirit. There is one body and one spirit. There is one Lord and God calls us. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Blessed be God who sustains and protects his holy church. Let's remain standing and sing praise to God, our mighty fortress.
Thank you, choir, and welcome to Reformation Sunday. <laughs> That's a great way to start. And fittingly, I'd like to start with a quote from Martin Luther. All who call on God in true faith, earnestly from their heart, will certainly be heard and will receive what they have asked and desired. Grant that I may not pray alone with the mouth. Help me that I may pray from the depth of my heart. As we pray the prayer of confession, let us pray from the depth of our heart. Please pray with me. Forgive us, O Lord, for these moments when we have the chance to make a difference and we let them slip away. Or worse yet, ignore the pleas. Forgive us when we see the wrongs and look the other way, complicit with our silence and inaction. Remind us this day of the courage you gave to Martin Luther when he could no longer remain silent and he nailed his 95 theses to the church door. We acknowledge that we are partakers in the Reformation because of him and for your glory. Amen. Martin Luther said, Christ died for me. He made his righteousness mine, and he made my sin his own. And if he made my sin his own, then I do not have it, and I am free. The good news of our faith, brothers and sisters, is that in Christ Jesus, every one of us, we are forgiven. Amen and amen. Jamaican food. And then I saw the title of Jason's sermon and I was like, Jamaican song goes with Jason's Jamaican sermon title. So we're going to sing this Jamaican flavored song called Cry of My Heart that we used to sing back when Jeffrey was 19 and a half. You'll probably remember it. It goes like this. that much again. 
without us. So Jesus, you brought heaven down. My sin was great, your love was greater. What can separate us now? What a wonderful name it is. What a wonderful name it is. Yours 
If I could have the new members join me up here, that would be wonderful. We have a, a small crew of people that are joining this God's local outpost of God's kingdom. And uh, how about you guys face the congregation? The last time I did a wedding, uh, the videographer said, hey, we don't want to see their back. We, we want to see your back. Anyway, so I did a wedding like this. And that makes a lot more sense. I don't know why it took me so long to do that. Um, we have Doris. We have Tim. We have Margot. We have Starlene. And we have Starlet. Starlene rhymes with teen, which reminds you that's the daughter. <laughs> she taught me that. Um, and I got the privilege and the honor to get to know them yesterday. And I tell you, I've filled out a lot of references as a pastor. And, you know, I've had a lot of students come through student ministries, college ministries. And one of my favorite things to say is, um, you not only need to be looking at this person, you need this person. And I, that kept ringing over in my head as I got to know you guys yesterday and Doris on Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, we are blessed that you're joining us on this journey. And uh, I want to tell you on their behalf, uh, they are grateful to God for this place. That kept coming over and over. Like They all were like, I've been burnt by the church. I've got, seen a lot of hypocrisy in Christianity. But when we walked into this space amongst these people, I felt loved and accepted. And you need to hear that. It's a job well done. You guys say amen to that? Amen. It would be funny if one of them said, no, that's not what we said. <laughs> I'm going to ask them a couple questions. And actually, do I even have those questions? Do you have those questions? Somebody have those questions? In the hustle and bustle, I kept photocopying stuff. And I know exactly where they are, and they're not right here. Um, I'm going to ask them a couple questions. And they're joining by reaffirming their faith in Jesus the Christ. And then I'm going to ask you one question. And um, that's my favorite part. I'll tell you about that in a second. This is your first question. Trusting in the gracious mercy of God, do you turn from the ways of sin and renounce evil and its power in the world? Please say, I do. I do. Who is your Lord and Savior? And please respond with, Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Will you be Christ's faithful disciple? Obeying his word and showing his love. Please say, I will with God's help. I will with God's help. Will you be a faithful member of this congregation, sharing its worship and its mission through your prayers and gifts, your study and service, and so fulfill your calling to be a disciple of Jesus Christ? Please say, I will with God's help. I will with God's help. And now I ask you, and this is my favorite part of weddings. This is my favorite part of new members. This is my favorite part of ordination services. 
This is where I ask you as a congregation, because this building is not this church. You are this church. Um, You collectively. In the Greek, y'all. Right? Or Texan. And I ask you, honestly, this is a covenant. Look them in the eye. I know it's hard with Starlene and Starlet. Maybe my wife will be on behalf of all of us. Um, Will you faithfully accept these new members? Will you be in their corner? When they go through struggles, will you invite them over for lunch or dinner? Will you make them a part of this family? Please say we will. Was that loud enough? I think that was the loudest you guys have ever done it. Well done. Would, would my team of elders please join me up front as I lead in, us in a prayer? And congregants, feel free. If you feel comfortable, just put your arms or hands out towards these new members. Heavenly Father, Precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit, we praise you today. We praise you for Doris. We praise you for Tim. We praise you for Margot. We praise you for Starlene. And we praise you for Starlet. We praise you that we are on this journey together. Win, lose, or draw, we are going to go through the valleys and the peaks together. We praise you for your church. Call us to serve one another once again today. And all God's people said, Would you please welcome the new members with a round of applause? And we gave we we have a certificate for each of them and also a keychain. And I'll show you the keychain in a second. Here's Doris. All right, that's not there. Here's Tim. Starlene and Starlet. And Steve made some keychains a little while back, so I thought I'd give them to him. I think somebody stole my keychain. Nope. Here, just for staying awake. It says PCC on the keychain. <laughs> no, she was trying to explain. Yeah. Okay. Doris, does everybody know Pat? Anybody knew Pat was an associate pastor here? That's his bride. They're powerhouses. They're amazing ministers of word and sacrament. And I just, we are blessed to have them worship with us. And Doris, I didn't get to give you your keychain and your uh, certificate. Would you please stand with me and let's serenade our new members by reciting the Apostles' Creed, which the words will be up on the screen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified dead and buried. He descended into God. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. 
Thank you, thank you. There are, everybody ready to go home? I feel blessed, right? This is the, the series finale of Psalms. This is, um, we're, 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 we've been in Psalms, and I said last week, and I'll say it again, in my ministry career, I've preached in a bunch of different churches and a bunch of different places, and I've done a bunch of different sermon series. This has by far been my favorite. Um, and I know I'm prone to exaggerate, but that's absolutely truth. It's been every time I've stepped and preached on something, that week I've needed that thing that I just preached on. And it's been so personal. It's been so intimate. And if you haven't heard it before, first application is get into your Psalms. Get into reading this book. Um, connect with Scripture 
on the deepest level. I think it's the deepest book uh, in Scripture. Um, and mainly for this next reason. I, uh, we, I, asked, I did the sermon series that I asked the congregants to, sh- to put out what your favorite psalms were. And nobody listed a lament. Um, and so we're ending on a lament. You might say, why would you end on a lament? Um, because I think it's a key, it's a crucial piece of the psalms. Um, and it's only fitting. There's, there's a couple reasons we're ending on a lament. And they weren't planned by me. I, I believe God picked this out and put it on this date. Um, today is October 29th. 20 years ago, tomorrow, October 30th, I lost my mom to pancreatic cancer. And people have been asking, why do you look like Grizzly Adams? <laughs> have you noticed my beard? Okay. In two th- she passed away in 2003. In 2004, the month of October, I grew a beard. And then I would shave it off. And that went on for maybe five years until I realized... I like having a beard. It covers this huge face of mine. <laughs> so let's cover the face. And um, this year, 20th year, I thought I'd be a little extra special. I, get, I usually have a trimmed beard. I just let it fly. I'm, cover, I'm covering my face in morning hair, I guess. I don't know what it is. But I, there's something that God did. He said, do it. And I said, okay, I will. Um, another reason... It's fitting that we do a lament. God changes most my character and probably everyone in here's character. He's the most powerfully, um, He shows up the most powerfully to change our innermost parts during our deepest valleys. When the furnaces are the hottest. When the trials and tribulations are all around and seem to be crushing us. God reaches in to our innermost parts and reforms us. Sixty-five of the 150 psalms are lament. That's almost half. There's something to be said or something to be heard just from that truth, just from that fact. You ever seen Princess Bride? uh, Who's the masked guy? Wesley. Yeah, Wesley. And Nigo Montoya, this is what everybody's thinking about, but the, the Wesley, the main character, she said, uh, the princess says to her Wesley, but she doesn't know it's her Wesley yet, says, you can't even begin to describe the pain I've gone through. And Wesley says what? Life is pain. Anyone who tells you differently is selling something. 
a big piece of us on our journey following after God, following Jesus Christ, filled with the Holy Spirit, is I feel like we have a monopoly on what to do with suffering. Everyone suffers. Amen? And if you're in this room and you have Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are just like everyone. You're going to suffer. But unlike everyone, you have something to do with it. It has meaning. It has reason. It has purpose. And I think one of those primary purposes is to reform us, change us from the inside out. I'm going to read from Psalm 142. The psalmist David writes this. With my voice, I cry to the Lord. With my voice, I make supplication to the Lord. I pour out my complaint before him. I tell my trouble before him. When my spirit is faint, you know my way. In the path where I walk, they have hidden a trap for me. Look on my right hand and see there is no one who takes notice of me. No refuge remains to me. No one cares for me. I cry to you, O Lord. I say, you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Give heed to my cry, for I am brought very low. Save me from my persecutors, for they are too strong for me. Bring me out of prison so that I may give thanks to your name. The righteous will surround me, for you will deal bountifully with me. This is the word of the Lord. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit, reform us. Change us from the inside out. Use my words. Uh, Any words that are from me, I pray that they would drop to the ground And be quickly forgotten. Any words from you? Do what you do, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. No exposition. This is all application. Um, Because if you, if you, yeah, that's it. That's all I'm going to say about that. (laughs) Um, This is how to lament. This is how to bring complaints to God. This is how to go through life like everyone else suffering, but have your suffering be transformed into some hope, into some change. First, let God overhear your pains and your sufferings. Notice the psalmist, he cries out to the Lord. And he he points out, I use my voice, it's all I've got. Get it out. Vocalize it. Don't store it up. 
It will ruin you. Talk directly to God. I was in a, I, I, I helped start a ministry called Northeast of the Well. You guys have all heard about it. Um, the last time I was working with them was right before I was called to be the head pastor of this uh, PCC. And I had a wingman. I had a couple wingmen. Steve Atkins was one of my wingmen because he's just known me since I was a little kid. Um, but one of my wingmen was a Teen Challenge graduate, and he was actually a TCMI graduate, Teen Challenge Ministry Institute graduate. And he's now a pastor married over in Huntington Beach, and I think he's about to move to Atlanta. His name's Daniel Delgado. But every single time I would come to him, he would always have the same exact advice. Have you prayed about it? And being a pastor, I'm ashamed to say, sometimes I hadn't. But I don't think I'm alone. We're in a culture full of problem solvers. We're in a culture full of winners. We're in a culture full of people who don't need help, who've got the answers, who've got the funding, who've got the money, who've got the solutions. I got all these problems coming at me. I got to figure out where this goes, where that, what I should do with that, blah, 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 blah. Daniel would always say, hey, have you prayed about it? It sounds like a no-duh moment. But think of the number one concern, number one worry in your life. Have you prayed about it? Have you talked to God about it? I've heard a couple, yes, yes. That's encouraging. Because that's honestly the biggest step. That's the biggest step. Did you, you? Everybody knows that, right? Anybody heard of a little organization called AA? What's the first step? Admit you have a problem. Say it out loud that you need a higher power to get out of this. David's teaching us the same thing in this cave, in this psalm of lament. You can't get help unless you ask for help. God can't save you unless you ask God to save you. And then the the psalmist gets really real. He says, he tells us, talk to God about how there's no one to help you. This is like a therapy session, right? This is, this is like a window into David teaching us how to go through therapy. Lost my mom at 03 to cancer. Um, that wasn't even, I don't think that was our deepest valley. Our family went through this deepest valley a couple of years ago, 2012-ish. And um, I got to know a therapist really well. And otherwise, I don't know if I would be a Christian, though I don't know a pastor, I know I wouldn't. I don't know. I don't know what would have happened if I hadn't been this ther- met this therapist and walking through this stuff with a therapist. And thank God for the, my boss at the time um, recommended get in therapy, bro. Uh, anyhow, I'm in this therapy session and I've noticed that I'm still preaching through this. I'm in this valley and I'm preaching on Sundays and I'm still preaching. And it's, it's bizarre because 
Have you met me? You've met me, right? A couple of people. There's a couple of new people that haven't met me, but I, I, I take this as a huge compliment. My buddy Greg Forgat said, I have absolutely no idea what you're going to say next, <laughs> ever. And it's because I have all these stories and I have all these things and all these ways that God has taught me how to teach people. And I don't take it for granted. I think God uses me in huge, huge ways. But I give it all the credit back to God. But I noticed during this valley time, stuff wasn't there. I would stand up and I would go, just like when I was 14 and I didn't remember the story. And I would say, I, 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 and I would be fumbling up in front. And I talked to my therapist about it, and he says, you know why? It's because your mind is always working on this problem. Even while you're asleep. Your mind is taking this problem and dissecting it. Your subconscious is working on this problem. This is paraphrase. I'm paraphrasing right now what David said. I'm looking and to my right where usually there's my right-hand man or my right-hand woman or my person that was going to save me. There's nobody there, Lord. Nobody there. I'm all alone. Tell God your feelings Especially when you're feeling alone. Especially when you're feeling the world is out against you. Do you think there were literally people putting snares trying to catch David? Some people say yes, some people say no. Do you think he was literally in a prison? No. He was in a cave. But you notice he's, he's vocalizing these feelings and he's getting Deep, poetic on it, everybody. He's real. He's honest. Every once in a while, I challenge everybody in here, become a better poet. Work on naming your feelings. Work on naming your loneliness. Because once again, you, God can't, he's, he's helpless. And then what, is, what does David do? He urges God to take action. One commentator, Tremper Longman III, said, this is his plaintive cry. It's a picture of a courtroom. I got nobody, God. I got no help. Help. I remember I was at a, uh, I was doing visitation with a pastor named Jim Birchfield. We were, um, we were meeting with this, uh, this wife, and she was watching her husband die, way too young. And I remember I was just a young intern, and uh, I was in the room, and I remember Jim just saying, I don't know what to ask, Lord. I just ask. And 
And if that's all you can get out, that's all you can get out. I don't know what to ask for. I just ask. And then, so, urge God to take action. And then he ends with this picture of telos, of the end times, of what a touchdown, what, what it will be like to have the opposite of what he's going through, right? And what does he picture? I'll read it again, just in case you didn't hear it. The righteous will surround me. You will deal with me bountifully. Did anybody see the new members join? Yes. Okay, good. Me too. I was there. Picture that. People of this church, the leaders of this church surrounding our new members. I'm sure David had no idea what NASCAR would be. (laughs) But I picture a pit crew. I picture the car coming in and all these people coming out of nowhere. Lift that car up, change all the tires, change the transmission. Um, Just a side note, this is a freebie. My older brother, his name's Chuck. I don't know if you met him. He's the lead mechanic on a drift car uh, called Apex Integration. And he won an award. He can change a transmission in a car in eight minutes. We got some mechanics like that in this room. We have some righteous folk like that in this room. I know it. I've seen some people hit some valleys, and I've seen some of y'all in this building right now come to their aid with meals, love, prayer, all of it. Hang on to those pictures. You get this picture. Look look at the psalm. David's in this cave, and he's crying out, and he's got these deep, deep feelings, and he's getting them all out to his heavenly Father. He's talking to God, and then at the end, he's saying, I I got this vision in my head, and I'm going to hang on to it, and it's this day where I'm not in this cave, and I'm in the opposite of this cave, and I'm actually surrounded by the righteous people of God, and you, you, God, are dealing with me bountifully. Pop quiz. Does God have a lot of things or a little bit of things. <laughs> Infinite things. What is that going to look like to be dealt with, with the, by the Heavenly Father bountifully? I don't have to apply it because I've been applying it the whole time. I'll just repeat. Let God overhear your, your worries, your stresses. Talk directly to God about your needs. Talk to God about having no one else, no one else to to save you, no one else around you. Urge God to take action. Be very specific. Tell God specifically what you want. And keep in mind, anchor your soul, anchor your, your very core 
to the truth that God will one day surround you with righteous brothers and sisters and deal with you bountifully. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit, as we have just come out of a valley, we're about to go into a valley or in a valley right now, I pray that you would meet each one of us right here, right now. Help us open the pathways of communication that we might let you overhear our sufferings and our pains. Help us to give words, give us words to name directly to you what, what we need and what we want, how we want, how we feel alone. I urge on behalf of the, the brothers and sisters that are in the valley right now, take action. Take action, Lord. Hold us together on this earth as a foreshadowing of how it will be when you deal with us bountifully forever. And all God's people said, let's, uh, let's stand and sing Amazing Grace, right? I think I'm supposed to invite Patty up or Gwen. I think Patty. I think uh, you've all been told that October was is uh, the month that we've set aside to appreciate our staff and our pastor. So we've you've given we've given you the opportunity to um, send little cards, and we've got them all in a basket here. And no, Jason, I'm not going to have everybody riffle, riffle through the cards to pick their own. <laughs> they're, they're in little bags. But we want you to know that we do appreciate our staff. But we have more than just the, the, the staff that, that gets a, a paycheck. We also have some beautiful, wonderful support staff. And we want to always remember those people so um, and I'm not quite sure how I'm going to do this, but I guess I'm just going to take one bag at a time. And no, you do not have to open the bag and read your cards while you're standing up. You can take them home. And, but 
I just want every one of you to know how much, much you are appreciated. And, so, and we fail to, to really say that. And we f- uh, fail to say thank you to the support staff. Now, I realize that we are not recognizing every support staff because we would be having little cards for everyone in this church. We are God's church. But I do want to recognize some special people. Uh, Nora, is Nora here or is she? There she is. And I've got Rev Sharon. And I'll, I'll take the, let me take the, Sandy here or is Sandy back in the office? Okay. Sandy is the woman who uh, tries to get all of our numbers crunched and the bank taken care of and the checks written. And I have no idea how she does it, (laughs) but she does. So I'm going to put hers aside here. And we have another person who is brave enough to work with our finances, and that's uh, Amy. Listen, when, when you work with other people's money, that's, that's scary. Okay, now. Okay, now here is somebody that we sometimes forget and we take for granted. Philip. He has an impossible job. Our sound system is historic in a lot of ways. And Philip is talented enough. Somehow he he makes us heard every, every week. And somebody else, is Sean back there? Okay, we're going to... We're going to put this as, uh, okay. Sean helps with the um, uh, PowerPoint, and uh, Sean has been so good also to work with the sound for Vacation Bible School and a lot of the things that our youth and our children do. Sean is there. And uh, no, he is not a paid staff, but he is definitely a support staff. And he's been doing this since he was yay high. I... (laughs) Okay, how shall I do this one now? Let's, okay, let's let's just take it like this. Okay, (laughs) a very favorite person in this church, Micah. Micah helps us make beautiful music. Michael, we appreciate your flexibility, your talent, and I will tell you, uh, Micah can also sing. There have been times in choir practice that Cornell say, get up and sing with the tenors. So he's up there singing, and Cornell is, is playing the piano. And then when we had a, a guest director, she had him singing and playing the piano both. So, <laughs> and you know what? He does it. He does it. And Danny... 
Danny, I think we forget to tell you how much we love you and how much we love the band. And of course, our Cornell. Cornell is, is amazing. And we so, so appreciate the music that, Cornell, that you and Danny both give to us. And now, a favorite person, Pastor Jason. This, he has, he has a, a very difficult job. Um, a, a pastor is in a position to please everybody, or he's supposed to please everybody. Did you know that? You're supposed to please everybody. Um, and, uh, but we, we do appreciate what you do. And, uh, so this is, have I forgotten anybody? I'm always afraid I'm going to forget somebody. (laughs) Thank you so much. We love you. We couldn't get through this without you. Um, oh, I see you're getting a picture made. Yeah, Scoochin. Hey, you look wonderful. Yeah. One, two, three. Oh, yes, thank you. Okay. Oh, I, I, I'm... Yeah, just put it on the ground. <laughs> Wayne's got it. Wayne, everyone, Wayne. <laughs> Well, I know because you told me to put it down on the ground. (laughs) Okay, but let's say a prayer first. And just thank God for all of these people who work so hard for our church. Our Father, we come to you so, so thankful, Father, for all of your blessings. And so many blessings that, that we don't even know about. But you guard us, you love us, and you lead us. And, Father, I pray a special blessing on all these individuals who are up here. And I pray, Father, that they know that they are loved and that they are appreciated. And, Father, just give them strength, give them wisdom, and just give them knowledge. I pray this in the name of our blessed Christ. Transition, transition, smooth transition. Uh, thank you so much. I feel uh, that's that a big blessing. Um, as we continue in worship, now is the part where we get to invite you into the adventure of giving your, your talents, your time, your offerings. Um, we, do, we do so joyfully, you know, because God has it covered. We collect tithes and offerings that we might all join in the adventure of pouring into this kingdom outpost and this kingdom outpost being that straw in which we distribute God's blessings. So this morning's tithes and offerings are now received. just wanted to say thank you for all those that took the time to write write these uh, notes. Um, my dad was a public speaker 
in the Christian arena. And we had a game that we would play as an activity with the family. And it was, we would sit at the dinner table and we would go around one by one. And he would have us each tell the person that was on the spotlight two reasons why we love them. And then he said as a little kid, and he used to tell the story every two weeks at a new church. He said, um, when he first started that activity in the household, he started with me. And he got to the next person, my hand went up. And he kept saying, Danny, hang on. We're telling two reasons why we love your sister, Joy. You know. And then went to the next person, my hand went up again. And by the fourth time we went around, he said, yes, Danny, what is it? And I said, do me again. <laughs> and so he would introduce that activity to every church we went to every two weeks. I traveled 10 months out of the year for 16 years. And we moved every two weeks, and that was the activity. I didn't know this was happening, but I can tell you on behalf of the staff, whatever you wrote in there, whether it was a word or two or a sentence or a paragraph, it means the world to us. Uh, words carry life. And uh, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to do that because love is really all that matters. We lift our voices. We lift our hands. We lift our lives up to We are an offering. Lord, use our voices. Lord, use our hands. Lord, use our lives. They are yours. We are an offering. All that we
be seated. Thinking about Martin Luther, the way that we worship today started with him. He was at a time when there was no participation, no understanding from the congregation. The priest that was up in front was the one that interpreted the scripture, that told people what they were what it meant, what they were supposed to do. It was through his study of scripture that he came to that wonderful realization that we are not saved by our works. We are not saved by paying money. We are not saved by anything except God's grace. And when he pounded those theses on the door of the church, he was making that statement. And so because of that and the Reformation that spread, we can worship as we do. We can take our Bibles and pick them up and read them and let them speak to us personally. And we are just ever grateful to Martin Luther for that. And that's why we are celebrating so today. He had a lot of uh, wisdom. And one of the things that he had is called the five solas, or the onlys, from our beliefs. Scripture alone, Christ alone, grace alone, faith alone, and glory to God alone. That is the basis of our faith. And so when we celebrate today in this anniversary, we celebrate our roots. Now another thing Martin Luther said was, Grant that I may not pray alone with my mouth. Help me that I may pray from the depths of my heart. And he said, I have so much to do that I shall spend the first three hours in prayer. And so, in faith, and with that belief in prayer, let us now go before God in a time of prayer. Come among us, O God. Reveal your will. Give us the grace and courage to not only hear your word, but to do your will. We strive to serve you as ambassadors of good news, offering our labors in love. Hear us as we pray for our neighbors in need. Then give us the courage to transform our words into actions. May your blessing, O God, be upon us this day, as it has been on all those who have gone before us. May your blessing be upon the poor, the hungry, and the wretched of the world. Fill the hungry, enrich the poor, and comfort the marginalized. Bring to all the riches of your glorious inheritance of hope, of power, and of love. We give thanks for these new members of our congregation. May we show our joy today as we welcome these people into our church fellowship. 
We rejoice that you have called them to worship, work, and serve you within this community. We pray for this church and all its membership. We ask that you touch hearts of members, old and new, to eagerly respond to the needs for serving this congregation and thereby serving you. We pray today for the whole community of Lewiston, Maine, as they begin to heal from the horrible tragedy they have experienced. Heal the wounded, comfort the bereaved, give hope to that community, give them the peace of your presence. God of peace, we pray today for all the places of war and unrest in our world. We continue to beseech you for a cease to the war in Israel and Gaza as it enters this second stage of fighting. And we ask that you bring release to the hostages and safe passage to the innocent. We ask for humanitarian aid to arrive and save lives where needed. We continue to pray for the fighting in the Ukraine And now we hear reports of attacks against Americans in Iraq and Syria, resulting in self-defense response. Put an end to all violence and war, we pray, and make us instruments of your peace. God of compassion in Jesus Christ, you cared for all who needed help. Hear our prayers today for those awaiting diagnoses of their illnesses, those who are undergoing treatments, those who watch by the bed of the sick or dying, those who are recovering from or preparing for surgery, and those who are feeling the effects of aging with bodies that no longer work as they once did. We pray especially for those recovering from surgery and for those we name in our hearts. We pray for Steve, Lou, Roberta, for Kevin, and Bev, that all may be brought to full health again. Comfort them, heal them, strengthen them as only you can. Give them hope and use us as instruments of your peace. Gracious God, because you have called us your children, we are bold to ask for what we need, confident in your goodness, through faith in our Lord and brother Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And as we go into the final hymn, another thing Martin Luther said As long as we live, there is never enough singing. And our concluding hymn, To God Be the Glory, is one that completely reflects Martin Luther's teachings.
So would you please stand and sing it out? Right? Okay. It's, uh, we, we have a brief congregational meeting after uh, I give the benediction, or after the service. So um, I'll give the benediction for those of you who don't wish to stick around for the family congregational meeting. You can exit the sanctuary at that time. Make sure you check out the bulletin to make sure you get involved in everything that's going on around here. Um, is that clear enough? Okay. 
right now receive this morning's benediction. May God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, the shalom, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds today, tomorrow, and forevermore. Let it be so. Amen.